0: Welcome to the Hard Boiled Truth Podcast, where you'll hear true and unexplained stories from people like you. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to episode 2 of the Hard Boiled Truth Podcast. In this episode I sit down with local ghost hunter Margot as she retells one of her ghost hunting adventures. So... Without saying much more, uh, let's bring on Margo. I understand that you have an excellent, really good ghost story, and you've agreed, Margo, to come on and share it. I'm super excited. Uh, Anybody that is listening, uh, Margo will be a common name that you'll hear often. She'll be on and she's agreed that as this podcast grows, that she'll help out because she's a wealth of knowledge. So, Margot, I will stop talking, and I will let you tell your great story.
1: All right. well, I guess it's probably about six or seven years ago. I was kind of interested in the ghost hunting groups I've been watching t v shows and getting interested, but I was kind of skeptic. I didn't believe in it at all. So I was doing some traveling, taking a guy for dialysis in the city at the Dixon Center, and I went and bought a voice recording. I had five hours to wait around, or a voice recorder. And I got playing with the recorder in the basements of the Dixon Hospital, where I got my first EVP. And then I was hooked. So I started talking to a person and got another person involved, and then I advertised on Facebook looking for people to ghost hunt and we started a small group of four and advertising to go out to people's homes. And that's when it all, all the fun stuff started beginning. I guess the particular story I'm going to talk about is one of the most popular stories that we've encountered. It was a shadow spirit. His name was Ian. How we got involved in this a young girl lived with her mom and her teenage daughter in this house. Every time they would go into the basement, someone would come up with scratches or bruises. Things would fall off the shelves on them. The mother, she would go to bed at night and wake up and her bed covers would be tight around her. She couldn't breathe. She couldn't move. She was having felt like something was holding her down. They seen her ad and gave us a phone call. Uh, so we, I gathered the group together. We grabbed all our equipment, which we had at the time: cameras, a video camera, and an EVP recording, which is basically bought a home hardware. It's just a voice recorder with no filters. That way, you're catching things that sound like a whisper in the background. Some are very hard to hear. Some are very, very distinct. And this one spirit, Ian, was giving us class a recording. We could hear his voice perfectly. It started off in the basement is where we went first because of the fact that's where most of the activity was happening. We were asking questions and questions and questions when finally he started talking to us. Now with his voice you can hear it's almost like a whisper but it's a lot stronger. When you hear the recordings you're going to hear his voice. There was only one male in the whole group That was there at the time, and the voices do not sound alike. At one point, we were videotaping and recording when one of the girls were feeling like she was being touched, the homeowners. She was telling us as he was touching her, where, what he was saying to us while he was touching her, she was telling us where. As he was touching her hair, we could hear the voice coming through saying, color, pretty. Are you touching? Are you touching? That's when he gave us his name shortly after that, is Tell Her Ian. That is how we figured out what his name was. We have pictures to prove it. It's hard to explain The male that we had there doing the ghost hunting with us, he started to feel sharp pain. So he started yelling, if you're going to attack someone, attack me. There's a female spirit voice came through that says, no, don't want to. Later, we found out there was actually two spirits in the house. She was calling him uncle. He and uncle, but we did not get her name. When he started feeling the sharp pains getting worse, we had him lift his back shirt up and there were scratch marks all over his back. Later on, after the thing, he found out his legs were even scratched all the pieces as well. I do have photographs of that. That's pretty interesting. There was nobody around him at the time. Meanwhile, she, the girl that her hair was being touched, she felt a pinch on her arm. We had a video camera right on it. The pinch became a bruise within seconds. And you hear him saying, rape you, rape ya. That's when he started showing his picture in the video as a reflection in the window, you could see the shadow perfect, Pat, a long trench coat, and he sort of turns and walks away off out in of the window, I'm trying to think of what other, video, what other recordings I have on
0: that. So the reflection, because I've seen the picture of the reflection of the man in the window, is that the reflection from inside the house or was the picture taken from outside the house?
1: That photo actually was taken in the upstairs of the house, of uh, the two-story okay. house. This here in the basement was, um, it was a video clip. We didn't get camera of this one, but it was just the video of him. It was like he was looking at us. He turned sideways and walked away from the window, and his reflection was gone. Yes. Now the picture in the window upstairs. When you come, the stairs come up towards the window. There's no landing outside the window and there's no walkway outside the window. We took three pictures. First picture, you could see the flash of the camera where we were taking the picture. The second, you could see his complete figure. The top hat, the long coat standing in the window. At that time, we get a little kid's voice. It sounds like says, I love you. I don't know if that was him changing his voice or if it was another spirit in the house. That's actually in the audio clip at the end. I think what else happened that day, a lot of things happened that day. We actually had someone come in and do an exorcist on the house, an old Indian form of exorcist, I guess you call it, where they entrapped Ian's spirit into a little box. During that, we actually got no recordings of Ian talking at all, but at the end of it, we did have the younger girl that I guess was Denise. She kept yelling, don't. You make him mad. Don't do it. And then at the end, it was a sigh of relief, and thank you. I don't know exactly what was going on in that situation, but it almost seemed like he was scared that we were going to make him angry, and he was going to do more stuff. And then all of a sudden, he disappears, and she tells us, thank you. Since We've done the ghost hunt. And all that happened. The family still lives in the house. There has been no more holding down at night, no more scratching, no more anything the family's actually pretty comfortable
0: has there been any sign of the girl since then or has she kind of left as well
1: they think that there's the girl still there but not very strongly like they get little feelings but they don't hear anything or see anything
0: do you know when the exorcism was was done in the house that little box do you know what they ever did with that box
1: um it was held on to for a little while and they said that what they had done with it is taken it out and released it in the woods somewhere. Oh. But I have no idea.
0: It, it would be interesting. Like I, I don't know if anything would come out of it, but it'd be, it would be really interesting to see where they opened the box and then bring some of the equipment there in the woods yeah. to see if he's picked up again.
1: I would love to find it myself, but from what I've heard is well, the person that had the box, they have moved away, and I have not been able to contact them in a few years. Oh, that's too bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the reason why he's called a shadow spirit is because a lot of people, what they they're walking and they see like a shadow of the corner of their eye. Mm-hmm. That's what they consider a shadow spirit. Shadow spirit can be quite strong. He's an intelligent spirit, which means he can communicate and actually talk but you have to be able to find ways to hear them, like a voice recorder or someone that can hear. They sometimes are described as glowing red eyes. They can be violent. They can be nasty. What they say, a shadow spirit is a very old spirit. I don't know if I've heard that there's good stories out there about shadow spirits. I've heard bad stories. This was my first and only encounter with a shadow spirit.
0: That's interesting because it, I, I'm not sure if you heard it or not, but the, the first episode there for about five minutes, I talked to my middle son, who was seven at the time, and he has described seeing a, a creature three times, two of the times around our house, one time at school, and he would have fit the description of a, a dark shadow type figure with red eyes. Um, He goes into a bit more detail mentioning his fingers, how they, They seem to be long and pointy.
1: Usually they're long and pointy top hat. Sometimes it looks like they have a coat on.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, because, and I asked him, I said, uh, David didn't seem to be scared of this one. Uh, It seemed to be almost looking, if I remember correctly, looking at him almost with a curious scent, just kind of peering at him. Uh, But yeah, it's been a year now since you've seen him, but yeah, it's really interesting. A couple things that you said as well. Uh, Let's see if I can keep these in order here the the voice that said uh, uh to Ian or, or sorry I know it wasn't it was I think it was directed at the uh the guy that was with you in the crowd that's something about a uh, a niece
1: yeah that was a,
0: a female sorry okay
1: she had called him uncle at one of the recordings that's not in the video the audio clips that I have but she did call him uncle so that got us thinking that he was her uncle.
0: Are there any stories, do you know, of that house, of uh, a possible connection between an uncle and a niece or of uh, a man that's or a young girl or anything that died in the house? I
1: did look into some of the history, what we could find. The house was over 100 years old, but there wasn't much history. But there was a man that had died in the house previous, about 75 years previous to this. But that was the only story I could find out about it.
0: Okay. And then the the kid's voice that said, I love you. Um, when when they said that, did, did you feel it was directed at anybody in particular? Or? I
1: felt like it was directed to the mother, the one that called us in, the young girl with the daughter. I feel it was okay. directed to her. Not sure if that was Ian putting his voice as a young child or not. And I've had it. Another time when I had a male spirit pretend to be a child, and when the question asked, are you a child, you get a ha-ha, that's what you think. So they can be very tricky. They can try to manipulate. They can try to get into your brain.
0: Uh, it's interesting because depending on what your view is on what spirits and ghosts are, you, you'll, you'll obviously get different opinions. But there, there is some views out there where the the, the spirits, like, are very well it could have been like one spirit in there, taking on different personalities for the for deception reasons. Um, but then you have other views where there very well could have been three, two, three different spirits in there. Uh, I guess it's one of those things where we'll never really know for sure. Exactly it's really interesting. <laughs> I
1: mean, I have lots more stories to tell. We actually did ghost hunting for, as a group in the Hans County area for almost two and a half years before the group separated. We have, we've all moved away to Toronto, to Newfoundland, to Cape Breton, and me to Kentville. But we have done multiple ghost hunts. I have multiple recordings. We've done like an open ghost hunt, and the museum charged people to come in, and we did a talk, and we showed things, and had them all experience different ways of ghost hunting. That was pretty fun.
0: That that would be really fun to attend. Yeah, the one thing that you one thing that you said earlier was about the spirit that kind of when you asked if it was a child, it, it laughed at you. That that would have been another instance. So was it like another that story or... another
1: incident that was I had my daughter who was 16 at the time and a couple of friends and we were playing in the basement of my mother's house with the recorder and it was coming off as a child's voice talking to them so my daughter asked are you a little child and then a man's voice came through going "Ha ha, that's what you think and I was like okay we're done we're not doing any more. <laughs>
0: Does your mother still live in this house, or yes, is she it, does? Has she ever uh, experienced anything beyond that, or not
1: really? She's not. She believes in the spirit world, but she hasn't really encountered too much.
0: It, it always makes you wonder when I when I'm listening to stories like this. You, you kind of always get that uh, that feeling like, what's watching me? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, you never really know what is around, yeah. um, and it's funny because moving into this house I don't really know anything about the house that we're in now and it's kind of interesting that none of my kids really experienced anything I mean they're all still pretty young but none of us really experienced anything in the house that we lived prior to this one but moving into this one in the Annapolis Valley they well my boy has experienced that shadow figure and my wife will often wake up in the middle of the night and they'll be she'll she'll feel like and I, it's best if she explains it cuz i'm not very good at, at describing the way she does but she'll wake up often in the night and there'll be like the presence of something near her bed sometimes it's level with sometimes it's kind of over her um and that seems to happen mm. quite often so it makes you maybe wonder you... what what's going on even
1: maybe sunday we can do an investigation for
0: you then yeah, that would be interesting mm-hmm. actually yeah see see if you can pick up anything uh, one story and I'm not sure how many stories you want to get into uh, on the, this episode or anything but I remember a uh, story that kind of stuck with me that you told about uh, a historic site in Windsor and I can't really remember the details I remember going to it one day myself uh, and kind of walking around I'm it. I'm trying
1: and... to think Fort, probably Fort Edward with the picture of the man and the Yes window. that was it. That was an interesting night uh I got a call from a friend who said they were out on a walk. It was about midnight, and they were up to Fort Edwards. They actually took the pictures that I have of this window, which is actually a piece of wood. It's boarded in because it was wintertime. You could see the snowflakes flying. They're not in the picture. And I've always told them to take three pictures. That way, like one, two, three, so you can see if there's any difference in the pictures. He was taking this picture of one window, and the first picture, you could just see an outline of something. The second picture, you get more of an outline. The third picture, you can definitely see a man there with the beard. You can see his nose, his whole facial figures. It was amazing photo that he took. And in the background, you can almost see other shadows of something. But since that day I that he took that picture in that window, which was not a glass, it was just board you can actually walk up there and look right into the window and see the picture of the man still there.
0: It's funny because the the day that I went there and I remember you mentioning something about this, that it was kind of a cold, snowy day. I was the only one there. Um, and I remember walking up to uh, some of the windows and just kind of glancing, you know, it's, it's kind of, that. it's kind of that. Uh, maybe I'm one of those people that love these stories, but at the same time, I'm one of the biggest chickens. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure because I, I never really would look I would glance and then I would kind of stop and listen and I'd even say hello I even turned on my recorder a little bit and hoping to get something but not hoping to get something if that oh, makes any sense
1: the laptop we used to save the recordings on from the older recordings it crashed and we lost a lot of it but we did have one recording from there the same night we got the pictures, and it was all in the French, like an Acadian French, and it mentioned a name and of an officer and i and no still to this day, have no clue what the what the spirit had said. I sent off the recording to some people, and what they could get is they called him, mind the language that the this name they gave is an asshole is what they said they uh-huh. the translation was but that's the only was one we actually got another one where young guy was sitting on the cannon that was that overhangs the hill and you hear a voice come through fire but those were the only two recordings we ever got up there
0: so was was the voice that came through that said fire was that it was english? english
1: but it was a weird it, was, it had an accent to it but it was english
0: and then the the French, where he called they they addressed the officer. Did they was it addressed to? I, I guess I, I the reason I'm asking. There's a lot of history in that area between the Acadian French and, yeah. and the English. Uh, was could you tell in the recording if the uh, the insult was directed towards an English no, officer? I think or... it
1: was directed right to the the name they gave us. Okay, we actually had to, we had to get permission from the Tourism of Canada or whatever that group is called to go up there and we were going to do a ghost hunt there with one of our open ghost hunts for the museum and we got permission yes. and the night we had it booked we was going to start at Edge Hill and then go to the Historical Museum. We started at Edge Hill but it was raining so hard that we couldn't record. Ugh, we missed out on that one.
0: That's too bad and I, I know right now with the uh, isolation that's going on it's really hard to uh, get out and do anything like that with this uh, coronavirus, but is it something that you ever considered uh, trying to get permission to do again and approach it I all over again? I would love or? To.
1: Uh, last, Not last year, but the year before, the ha- two Halloweens ago, we stayed at uh, the museum in Wolfville and we did a ghost hunt there and we had newspaper in and they did a big, art, big page article on it all. It was, uh, I'd love to be able to start something up here in the valley too another
0: group uh, so hopefully uh, with other people coming forward and some of the stories that have been told already that more and more people will come um, and before you know it you never know you, you have the place in Windsor that you like to look uh, before this is over there might okay, be even I hope more.
1: so I would really like to start something back up here whether it's the Hance County Kings County Annapolis I'd love to get back up there getting another group going that work good together and start it up again
0: yeah, because there's, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have questions that they would maybe not even like answered, but just know that there's other people that can affirm that what they're seeing or what they're hearing. Yeah, I hear it. I I've see had it
1: too. I people call me up and they're petrified to be home alone because of things that they've witnessed and heard. And that's when most of our times we would go in, and talk to them. Show them do the recordings, and once they hear and understand that they're not crazy, they're excited about it. They want to tell everybody about it. It's quite the interesting difference from the time we start till we finish.
0: Uh, something else that you said, um, the the class A recording is something you said at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. How much detail can you go into or like what are their different classes? Well,
1: class A is a very strong voice that you can make out very clear on what they are saying. And the harder it gets to hear, the weaker it gets like a class B, class C. So if it's a really hard voice and you can't quite make out what they're saying, that is the weakest. Now, an intelligent spirit, usually you get a good class A, which is very easy to understand. You can tell that it's not Human, but you can also tell that exactly the words they are saying. Something residual, which is a ghost spirit that is repetitive, repeating what they're doing on a daily basis or weekly or monthly or however often. You're not gonna get a class A recording. You're just gonna get little bits of things, and then you have your spirits that really don't communicate with you. They're making noise. or doing their thing. But' trying to communicate and talk to them, you're not going to get them answering your questions and they're not a strong spirit they're about to beat. then you have kids that are not very strong and they can't get the energy to push out the, what you're trying to say so they're very hard very hard to hear period
0: and then you you classify Ian as a class A and and i've I've heard the recording uh, the recordings has played in this show and there is spots yeah you're very correct it's it's very obvious um what he's saying kind of creepy <laughs> when you know that it's not a person's well not a live person uh, my first it.
1: reporting that i got in the um, distance center was it was a very strong you could tell every word that he said perfectly distinctive where i was in the basement in this hallway everything was echoing around me you could hear nurses off in the background and their voice was echoing but I was by myself. There was this man. It, a man's voice came through, no echo to it at all. And his words were, "The apples are rising." I'm like, "Okay, this is my first recording. Is this the way it's supposed to be? Doesn't make doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever." So by the time I get home and I started researching and looking into it, back in the eight, or mid 1800s. I guess it used to be a popular saying, meaning that they will receive their revenge. Then I was hooked. I had to start looking for more.
0: Do you still have that recording? No, that was Mm -hmm.
1: to have it on a YouTube video and that has disappeared too. I don't know why. A lot of people have heard it, that I've actually taken it to the high schools and talked to some classes. The teachers had me come in and teach and I had the recording back then and they...
0: Now it's gone. Because the Dixon Center, uh, it, the history of that building is quite rich. Do you know much about the, what happened in I'm that building in the eighteen hundreds? I don't but
1: I do know. Well, what I've heard is when uh, the Titanic, or no, the Halifax explosion, that they laid bodies into the base, into the Dixon area, Dixon Center Hospital. There's also a story about the gray lady at the Dixon Hospital that comforts people just before they pass. I would love to get back into there sometime and do a
0: quick ghost hunt. I imagine if you uh, set a recording up in that in the basement of that place for an evening or a night, that you'd probably come back with oh. uh, quite a yeah. myriad of and that things. is
1: one of the things I found actually. Yeah. When you just leave the voice recorder and you walk away, you leave the building and you come back and you listen to it, knowing that there's nobody in that building, the voices that come through and the little chit-chatters that you hear is quite interesting.
0: It's really fascinating stuff. So I don't always, I mean, as the shows go on, people will figure out what my views are, I'm sure. I, I know some people, some people are hesitant to tell what their views are, uh, but I'm curious if you're willing to share What exactly you felt like in in the story, the first story you told of Ian and the girl, do you feel it was two different beings? I believe that
1: there was two spirits because I had a whole different feeling with her. She had more of a fear, more of a, you could actually feel her fear if if you can feel things. Whereas Ian, it was anger and hatred and she had more of a fear. And now as I love you, the young girl that spoke through that To me, I'm almost thinking that that was actually Ian himself, because it was just at the same time we got his picture in the window.
0: Have you ever, like this case and then the other ones that you've mentioned, have you ever went away from any of them going home and felt like something followed you?
1: Not really. Many people that believe that they bring stuff home with them, and so far, I don't feel like
0: I have. Well, fascinating. Thank you very much for telling your story. I appreciate it. There's a fascination with stories, even when they're tragic, I guess, but it's, it's nice to know that in some way, regardless of how long they've been gone, but because of these interactions, they're remembered. Thank you, everyone, for making it to the end of this episode uh, number two. It is really appreciated. Uh, the question I want to leave you with tonight is, what do you think ghosts are? Uh, there's there's lots of different views out there. Uh, the point of this podcast isn't for me to tell you what my view is. I'm most interested in learning what yours is. I will leave you with a, a little quote here, though. It's in the Bible. It's in the book of Job, chapter 4. And I'll just read uh, just four or five verses here. Uh, first number 12. And it says, Now a word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received the whisper of it amid thoughts from fissions of the night when deep sleep falls on men. Dread came upon me, and trembling, which made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence. Then I heard a voice. So that's Job 4, verses 12 to verse 16. I won't say any more about that, uh, but I am very curious to see what your thoughts are. There's a number of ways that I, you can reach me, and I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email. It's uh, truth at hotmail.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook if you search the Hardboiled Truth podcast. On Instagram, if you search all one word, Hardboiled Truth, you'll find me on there. And then on Instagram and on Facebook, you will find a link that you can click on and it'll open up a window where you can actually leave me a one minute voice message. So if you'd like to leave a message telling me your thoughts on it, I would be happy to listen to it and put it on an upcoming episode. So once again, thank you everybody, and I'll talk to you next week.